With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Twisted Humans. Do you find yourself wanting to know more about the latest murder, conspiracy, cult, or haunting? Then this is the podcast for you. I'm Alicia. And I'm Sierra. And this is Twisted Twisted and Uncorked. Hello and welcome to an episode of Twisted and Uncorked, but this one is particularly special because we have a guest with us today. You might know him from the tennis podcast, Nick Amell. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. I'm, I'm so bossy. Hello. <laughs> um, Nick was last on our show with his original sidekick host, Brandon, back in July of 2021. It's called The One with All the Bodies, so go and check that out. And we were also on his show as a guest sidekick host, and I'm so sorry, I don't know what episode it was. Hold on, let me check. I I looked it up. Hang on. It's episode 169. Right, because I said nice. One of you is supposed to say nice (laughs) there. Yes, okay. (laughs) And uh, we did The Most Haunted Places in America. Yes, and we... uh, The top 10 most haunted. Yeah, and for somebody that doesn't believe in ghosts, we're we're really sorry about that, that we did that too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe in ghosts, but I do love a good ghost story. That's true. They're the best. Yeah. Sierra is all s- full of all sorts of ghost stories these days. But it might yeah. be Nick. We're not sure. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Including her Zoom, which is haunted. Yeah. yeah as well. Things are happening here, guys. We'll uh, post a clip later if it happens again. But we have a cult episode today for you, so... Before we get to that, though, we, you know, you know the drill. We like to start the show with a fun fact. Mm-hmm. I will let our lovely guest go first. Nick, do you have a fun fact for us? I was, I knew we were talking about cults today, so I wanted to do something cult-ish. Ooh. So I started doing some Googling about if there's any, inside the animal kingdom, is there any cults that form between? <laughs> I've never heard a more us fun fact. Tell us more. <laughs> yeah. So that led me kind of down a rabbit hole. So this is kind of... Not so much a cult, but uh, have you ever heard of the zombie ants? No. Okay, so I'm going to read a little piece from here from this article from the New York Times. There's this fungus called the Ophiosodorphus. Nailed Sorry. it. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, but it feeds on ants, and so here's how it works. Sometimes an ant marching about its business outdoors will step on a fungal spore. It sticks to the ant's body and slips a fungal cell inside. The fungus, called Ophiosophodorsips, mm-hmm. feeds on the ant from within and multiplies into new cells. But wouldn't you know it? But oh, but you wouldn't know it because the ant goes on with its life. All the while, the fungus keeps growing until it makes up nearly half of the ant's body mass. When this fungus is finished feeding on the ant, the cells gather inside the ant's body. They form a mat and push needle-like projections into the ant's muscle cells. Blah, blah, blah. The ant departs its nest and climbs a nearby plant. It goes to the very top of the plant and locks its jaws on the plant and stays there until it dies. And then from that plant, 
grows a new uh it go through the ant the ant's head becomes like a plant and it turns into that is insane yeah Yeah. there's pictures and videos and stuff (gasps) are you gonna show Uh, us i'm sending you a link oh gosh oh god oh god and just kind of scroll through and you'll see some of the photos. But yeah, so this fungus is using the ant as basically a carrier to, you know, grow new shit That's the all over the tropics. <laughs> it's Sorry, literally so a zombie ant, guys. We will, of course, share a photo. Um, Sierra's mm-hmm. response is inevitably delayed because her <laughs> computer is the age of all the of us combined. Worst. This looks like <laughs> art almost as you scroll down. Doesn't it? The way these ants are locked onto these plants. I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty hot. Oh, there we go with Sierra's uh, demon videos again. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Nick. I'm really happy you went down this rabbit hole because I will never unsee this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, um, that was pretty cool. You really set the bar high for this one. Sierra, I'm sure, has a fun fact from her brand new Christmas book about fun facts. Yeah, it's called it's like 750 pages or something crazy. The book of extraordinary facts. My video is still fucked up, and it has 704 pages. My fun fact is also related to this episode, but not to the cult part. More to the guest part. Because oh. I am a Tennis Pod Plus member, which is like yeah. um prestigious over here. Yeah, and so I recently VIP. learned <laughs> I recently learned on a Tennis Pod Plus episode that Nicomel loves art history. So I have a fun fact about art history. Tell me. According to my giant book here, Leonardo da Vinci is credited with giving the world's uh, giving the world the first plans for human flight. In yeah, in the 1480s, he began a serious study of the subject, amassing more than 100 drawings that represented the relationship between birds and mechanical flight. Wild, right? It is so crazy. The 1480s. Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, there's pictures of his, like, sketches of this shit, and it always blows my mind. This is back in the 1480s when, you know, people are, I mean, they they don't even know that the earth is round and they all kinds of shit. They shit in the street. They shit in the street. <laughs> they're they're eating each other. They put leeches on each other. Their blood's got ghosts in it. Yeah, and meanwhile, this guy They're draining blood is, to heal diseases. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, just very primitive compared to today. And meanwhile, this guy's sitting upstairs with a beard that touches the ground, uh, probably hasn't bathed in a month, and he is drawing what becomes like the foundation of flight in modern times. That's crazy. crazy. I'm also yeah. a huge art history fan, so respect. Really yeah. cool, crazy. though. Maybe he yeah, could have also learned to like invent a shower for all of these poor people. He just wanted to fly away from them. He's like, I'm <laughs> done with this. I need are to go. Fucking foul. I need out. Yeah. <laughs> and then in my in my spare time between shitting in the street and then drawing a, a helicopter in my sketchbook i'm gonna just i think i'll just paint the most famous painting of all time yeah. and just yeah <laughs> just a casual sunday do some science why not yeah why not that's awesome um my fun fact feels like it does not measure up to either of those fun facts <laughs> at this point but um from 1912 to 1948 the olympic games held competitions in the fine arts 
Medals were given for oh. literature, architecture, sculpture, painting, and music. Wow. Wow. Right? Why'd they I stop? I don't know. I didn't find Probably that. because it's <laughs> subjective, right? Yeah. Most it, of it, it is very It's subjective. hard to say. Listen. Well, isn't that true for... Sorry, but isn't that true for like figure skating and stuff too? It should that's be. A, that's an opinion. That's an that's art. A... Yeah. Well, I don't know about figure skating, but my daughter does gymnastics and they recently gave us like what they're graded on. And it is not opinion. It is strict. You yeah, got to make form. sure your knees don't yeah. bend. Make sure your toes point up. Like it's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Um, art, on the other hand, no offense to some artists. Sometimes I see a painting. I'm like, I could totally do that. That's a blue square on a red canvas. I can fucking paint oh, I that. Do this that is too. not yeah. worth money. <laughs> But drives Sierra, me crazy. It represents the chaos of <laughs> New York. Okay, God. Yeah. I'm with you, Sierra. That sometimes I'll see. Well, I was just gonna say, like, I went to the Guggenheim there, oh, and so they they had this exhibit, and it's like I looked around, and I'm like, there's not a single fucking thing in here that I don't think my five year old could do. And meanwhile, <laughs> it's it's in like one of the most famous museums in the world for everyone crazy. to see. So. Somebody's stealing it and selling it for 1.2 million dollars. Crazy. Yeah. And how do you even Insane. know the guy that painted it, painted it, you know? How do you know or, his five-year-old didn't paint it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, what if he was, like, he drew something really crazy and then was like, oh, I hate this, and covered it up. And that's just, like, a cover-up, you know? Yeah. like this. Or what if when know. they were putting this exhibit together in the museum, they were, like, one piece short of having a full set, and they look around and they go, just go scribble something back there, and we'll put it up. No one will ever fucking know. No one, no would, one would know. know. Because that artist's name is on it, it is instantly, quote, like, good art, and no That's one would ever true. question it. Yeah. That's true. Sadly, most artists' <laughs> art is in, isn't even famous until after they die. That's true. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> they don't even get to experience it. That's a true story. Yeah. They don't get to live it up. They got to cut off their ear first and die. <laughs> Jesus, you guys are just the barrel of laughs tonight. Or I listen to the... Uh, you know, top ten paintings episode. God, Nick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> One ninety oh, is that episode. Possessed again. One ninety, guys. Go and check it out. Yeah. It was a really good episode. Yeah. Like all Thank episodes you. of the podcast. Yeah, that's why it made my my Spotify wrapped. <laughs> Appreciate it. Cults are typically pretty dark, but this one's not too bad today. I tried to keep it as light as possible because we had a guest, and also I have covered the darkest cults on this podcast. So Sierra took all the happy cults. So I'm going to need some wine to get through that. I'm sorry, Nick. You're going to have to quench your thirst for a moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, I listened recently to the, the last, well, I think it was the second to most recent cult episode you did about, I can't even remember the name of the cult, but it was, uh, it was the, not the David Koresh cult, but it sounded like that. Ooh. The one where he believed in the hollow earth. That's, yes, that, that, yes, that, yes, yeah, yes. that one was fun. That one was that one, fun. That one wasn't dark at all. It was just a, like, and then he just died because he broke up a fight. Like it kind of <laughs> had a real sad ending. I know. Yeah. Well, for him. Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> he seemed but, like such a happy-go-lucky yeah, dude. I'd never heard of that cult ever, so it was ah, interesting. Did you, did you listen to the one or... Now the you're one? on mute. Hmm? Oh, no, uh, wait. Now I hear you. I hear you now. What? That was weird. Everybody's that was weird. <laughs> possessed tonight, guys. Welcome yeah. to the show. Um, the one that you did with the... 
your spirit animal, the one that wears the uh, planet dress. Oh, that one was Unarius. I love yeah, that one. That one was fun uh, too. She's a yeah, character. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so so many cults. my favorite. So cult. little time. I know. So exactly. <laughs> and the one we are talking about today, hopefully you've not heard of, but I'm gonna need some wine to get through it still. Um, mm-hmm. Today we are drinking a white. It's Prote Chenin Blanc from France. Sorry, from South Africa. This particular varietal grows mainly there and in France. It contains aromas of fresh apricot and nectarine, and it also offers melon and vibrant lemon. So it's considered a light wine and a perfect balance between fruit and acidity. I have never tried it before. To be honest, South African wines are not plentiful in BC. They like to flaunt their own wines. So uh, I had to go to Did you guys have it there? stores to find it. Yeah. Oh, really? Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm cheating and I'm drinking... Two different glasses of wine. Don't judge me. I was having a wow. bad day, so I got home. Two different kinds? Well, I have a red and a white, but Kevin poured me this <laughs> glass when I got home because he was trying to be sweet, and I was having a bad day, and he didn't know today was a white day. Mm. So um, <laughs> so it's just hanging out there. But I like it. I like it. Fucking it idiot, not, Kevin. It was not fucking cheap, but yeah, I know. How, how Was it not cheap? I was in... Um, Cincinnati this past you guys, weekend. You guys live it up and with cheap alcohol over there. God. Well, in Cincinnati, everything is fucking cheaper, especially than in Alabama. Jesse usually buys a small bottle of Captain Morgan, you know, like this size mm-hmm. for $42 in Alabama. What? And Well, it's the, the high end. Oh. It's the, you know, special brand Captain Morgan, I'm whatever. Familiar with but this. he got like a giant one in Cincinnati for the same price for $42. And so mm. when I was looking around at wines, I was just looking for something we hadn't had, like a, a oh, yeah. Chenin Blanc we've never done before. We've never done so, that varietal. So. It was only $12 for me. Sierra's possessed again. Um, what would you mm. rate this one, Sierra? <laughs> I think I would give it maybe a seven and a half. It's a little too... Strong, I don't know, alcoholy for me. I can taste the alcohol for I sure. I had a listener but I do write like in the today about your descriptions of wine. They Good were or like, bad. oh, they think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a wine drinker. I don't know no, the that's actual why we, that's why it's We're 97 episodes in, guys. But <laughs> <sighs> no, it's perfect. We talked about this on uh, episode uh, 95. That we just did about how douchey people sound when they're describing mm-hmm. actual varietals of or actual tasting notes. Like it has legs and this and that. So right, right. I like yours better. Legs, they at least yeah. make sense. But yeah, <laughs> Nick, are you familiar with the legs of wine? I, I hear people talk about the legs and I'm like, if I ever drink a wine and I see legs on it, I'm not drinking it. Uh. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't either. Um, I'm going to give it an eight and a half. I like it. Sorry, Nick, I'd let you give a rating here, but I hope you find uh, wine with legs one day. 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10, out of 10 <laughs> would recommend. He, he gives it 10 ish. There you go. I didn't think of that. Okay, anyway, are we discussing yeah, a cult? We're going to hear sorry. a quick promo before we discuss this cult from our friends over at Ye Olds Crime Podcast. Do you love true crime but are looking for something different? It sounds like a sitcom. It does. The kind of assholes you should probably leave them alone. Do you like learning about cases so off the wall they can't possibly be true? 
Her wig is enormous, but it is lifted off her head by a monkey. Do you love history, but want to hear about what they didn't teach you in school? It's just got a almost where you hang your horns sign. <laughs> Do you like laughing awkwardly about cases that are bizarre and a little strange? They'd be able to wield so many knives with all of their little arms. <laughs> Then we have the podcast for you. Join me, Lindsay. And me, Madison, for Ye Old Crime. Where we discuss the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear. Listen every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you next time with another tale as old as crime. So today I'm going to be telling you both about the Blackburn cult. Black, we know you love a good cult. Have you heard of it? I, I do love a good cult. I've joined several, led several. Not surprised. Yeah, I've been in several suicide cults. Come back. Oh no! Um, but you didn't I drink don't know the Kool Aid, did you? Uh, that's Flavor Aid, ma'am, and uh, <laughs> I did drink it. Sierra, what about you? <laughs> Blackbird, no. I, it sounds like something I want to join. Oh uh-huh. God! But I, no. I don't think I've heard of it. Black like a bird? burn, like burn, burn. Like like fire. Oh, I thought you said. Skin. I thought you said bird. No, mm-hmm. Blackbird Black cult? Burn. That's our new cult that we just started here. On <laughs> right, that's episode. what I'm saying. Yeah, no, that's Blackburn sounds completely different and yeah. very ominous. Exactly. Mm. Funny enough, it's the last name, though, so we will oh. get to it. So it's oh. Blackburn. Yeah. Le- less ominous. Yeah. yeah, less ominous. Well, lame. You guys decide. That's just a lame... If, if your cult's name is just your name, then... <laughs> Yeah. Go back Unless to, like, you've marketing changed your name. Well, it's it does cool. have a name, but this is what it's known as in the media oh, okay. because the name is a mouthful, but we'll get there. Okay. Let's get there. So this group is said to be one of the strangest religious cults, which says a lot given the completely mm-hmm. bonkers cults that we've covered on the show. And like many cults, the Blackburn group was run out of Los Angeles, California. But it has a unique factor in that it was started by two people. Hmm. 41-year-old Matilda May Otis Blackburn. She preferred to go by May. And her 24-year-old daughter, Ruth Wieland Rizzo. A mother-daughter combo, Mm -hmm. finding a cult. You don't hear much about that. Right? Hmm. Even though the media has coined the group the Blackburn cult, it was officially called... The Divine Order of the Royal Arms of the Great Eleven of the Great Eleven Club. <laughs> Excuse <What>? me? <laughs> One more time for the people in the back. The Divine Order of the Royal Arms of the Great Eleven of the Great Eleven Club. Sometimes Why do they say to... of the Great Eleven twice? I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes referred to as just the Great Eleven Cults, but like I said, more famously known as the Blackburn Cult. <laughs> Well, wow. this is definitely why they failed. Yeah, I, I was about to say, I'm so surprised they didn't make it. This is problem number one. Mm. So, Branding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I said, maybe they didn't refer to it as that because it's a fucking mouthful. <laughs> yeah. So May, the mom, she was born on August 2nd, 1881. This mm. was the date that I saw most... Sorry, most often in reports, but it did fluctuate on either side by a year because it's the 1800s. So, the the record keeping was shoddy at best. 
It's it's actually amazing that we know anything from the 1800s. I when agree. You, think about it. you know, newspapers.com yeah. is truly my favorite thing ever. Hmm. I want to know who kept those newspapers long enough to upload them to newspapers.com. And protected them from the elements and from exactly. house fires. Exactly, and fire, and like, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's very true, because everything was written record back then. Yeah. yeah. Those photos didn't exist until recently. And it's crazy, too, because we have a photo of this mother-daughter duo, which I will show you guys. But she was born in Storm Lake, Iowa. And on June 25th, 1998, she and a man named, sorry, 1898... She and yeah, you're like holy shit, what? and she's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's should have led with that. Um, <laughs> on June 25th, 1898, she and a man named Jack Wheeland got freaky and had their daughter Ruth. Now, hang on, is that your phrase? Yes, <laughs> got freaky. Okay, that yeah, wasn't it wasn't, in the it wasn't directly from newspapers.com, unfortunately. Okay. I f- gotcha. It feels like an oversight on their part, but... I was going to say, because if they reported it as got freaky back in the 1800s, then that would be surprising to me. But <laughs> Right? Anyway, We're all from the wrong on. decade. <laughs> it's not known what became of the father. He disappeared not long after Ruth was born. The pair moved to Portland, Oregon, where May got involved in real estate, which I didn't think was a thing in the 1800s, early 1900s. Mm-hmm. But I guess you got to live, so... Over here, you'll see our newest big brown wooden shack. <laughs> yeah, got... I thought you just hired a builder at yeah. that point. Like, mm-hmm. Where do you the want house your house? Yourself? I will build it. Yeah. Or you live in the woods. <laughs> but yeah. maybe that's why they moved from Iowa to, you know, the West Coast. It was more up and coming. She later r- launched a career as a movie producer, casting her femme fatale daughter as the leading lady. What? Wow. This is early Hollywood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Into the 1920s here. So when World War I was in full swing, the two moved to Los Angeles to try and get more in the world of the film industry. In February of 1925, I also saw 1922, the mother-daughter duo claimed that angels Gabriel and Michael appeared to them and told them that they were the two witnesses <laughs> described in the book of Revelation Eleven, three, which states, quote, and I will give power to my two witnesses and they will be clothed in burlap and will prophesy during those 1,260 days, end quote. Well, here's what I don't get about that. And this is, this is not unique to this cult. And, <laughs> there <but it> like, is. <laughs> well, yeah, the whole basis of the belief system is just, oh, I had a dream and this definitely happened to me, guys. So that's it. Follow mm-hmm. me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, where's the... It's funny just the low burden of proof that the cult members seem to need to jump on board. It's also a really low imagination because almost all of them are just based on other religions. Right, yeah. the Bible They just usually... took a piece of it and mm-hmm. was like, oh, I like this piece. Let me keep going with it. Yeah, well, we talk about that with Christianity and paganism all the time, like... Yeah. yeah, everything is a, co- a carbon copy that they've taken what they like and adjusted it to their own needs, and that's exactly what Christianity is made up of all kinds of different religious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Not original at all. I'm sorry, guys. The women were instructed by the angels to write a book of divine knowledge and revelation yep. over the years to come. When the book was to be published, it would bring on apocalyptic events 
and the end of the world, also known as the rapture in a biblical sense. The book was also said to reveal lost measurements that contained the locations of great riches and oil deposits. Okay. Um, if you apply logic here, you wouldn't need addition. great riches come the end of the world. But yeah. when it comes to charismatic cult leaders promising such secrets, logic is often overlooked when people become desperate. And you know, the 1800s, uh, when this was founded, is also the and same. Early, yeah. Yeah, same century. I mean, about 50 years later, but still same century as Mormonism being founded, which was also a man claiming that an angel came to him and there was also a sacred text involved. But what's Do you think interesting... he copied the Blackburn ladies? No, other way around. Blackburn copied him because uh. um, he came before. But oh, I think... you said 50 years earlier. I thought you meant 50 yeah. years later. I'm like... No, no, no. <laughs> but Mormonism is now a super mainstream religion. And mm -hmm. it, it's really, it's just For started as a cult. Reason. Yeah, it yeah. it did. You know, what's funny is I was torn between doing this, another cult, and um, some of the Mormonism problems. Sex. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like Warren Jeffs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've covered that, um, yeah. unfortunately. That was episode 78, I believe. Oh, man. You do have a good memory. <laughs> the book was supposed to be called The Seventh Trumpet of Gabriel, but was later changed to The Great Sixth Seal. Wait, so seven trumpets but six seals? Okay. Yeah, I don't get it either. Your guess is as right, good is as it, mine. Is it seals like... Arr, arr, yeah. arr. You know, those <laughs> seals oh, or seals so. like a stamp? But it's spelt the way that... Arr, 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 so I'm thinking... But I think they're spelled the same. I think they yeah, are. that's true. I don't know. But if we're just going to go with the assumption that it is the barking seals. <laughs> That was a seal noise. I thought we were going to do the noise again. <laughs> I'm upset that Nick didn't do it. We both did it. Come on, Nick. Solidarity. I can't do it. But have you guys I seen... I didn't do it. I just clapped. Uh, Finding Dory. There's seals yeah. in there. Yeah. With Gerald. Yeah. That's who I'm yeah. picturing. That's what they sound like, though. <laughs> yeah. They're like... Arr, arr, arr. <laughs> Come on, guys. I'll embarrass myself for the people. There were arr, reports... Arr, arr, arr. Yes! <laughs> He's like secretly hoping I'm going to edit it out. I'm not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there were reports that during the times that May would write the book that she would willingly chain herself to her bed for months at a time. And I understand meeting a deadline, but this seems a bit extreme. What? <laughs> yeah. The mother-daughter duo became the self-proclaimed queen and high priestess among their group and began gathering followers around them. With every new member, the women saw dollar signs as they began siphoning money from their disciples. So maybe you'll get to this later, but do they believe in what they're preaching or is this a scam from the beginning? That's not clear. And we'll okay. get to it in the end a little bit, but it's very possible that they did. I'm not so sure that Ruth did. I think it was more her mom, but you guys can tell me how you feel. And and to be a cult member, think about this. Like, if anyone came to you, even if it's someone you respected, and they said, oh, by the way, angels came to me, and I'm the queen, and I have this book. Like, I'm just like, okay. It, like, is my point is, who listens to that? And it's like, I'm sold, you know? You have to have a really, 
Like you have to get them in a vulnerable state. Exactly. Like for the one that we were talking about earlier. The afterlife, like, and what's to come. So, or the last one that I did, he always um, talked about women's rights, and he always got people in who were also, you know, women women. primarily. Yeah, because he's preaching what they don't have and they want. So it's like the Scientology approach. You you lure them in with something that sounds reasonable and logical and attractive. You don't get to the freaky shit like Xenu and aliens until you're (laughs) deeper, already invested in the cult. Yeah. Ruth, even though she was an unsuccessful film actress and dancer as well, before the angels had appeared before her and her mother, she did have one talent for sure, and that was attracting men and smooth-talking them into investing Mm. in her and her mother's work. So there's there the vulnerability. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Like, Playing on. Yep, exactly. Yeah. One such man was Clifford Dabney, a rich nephew of an oil magnate. Magit? Mag- magnate? Thank you. Who turned over $50,000 in cash and assets to the women. And in today's money, that's around $900,000. Jeez, I don't that's... think there's ever been a person named Clifford in all of history that's not wealthy. It's true. Or I a agree. big red dog. One of the two. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that got Sierra. That's how we know it's getting late. <laughs> Clifford the red dog. Or how you guard. know I have children. Yeah, Nick. Come on. You're a dad. <laughs> I didn't like the new movie last year. <laughs> yeah. What was... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you for that. Mm-hmm. In return for his investment, he was promised to be among the first to see the Blackburn's book, including The Lost Measurements, ahead of publication. He also donated 164 acres of land in the Santa Susana area of Simi Valley in Ventura County, California. Another fucking mm. mouthful. In 1924, May married a man, a much younger man who... <laughs> Okay, guys, buckle up for this one. Who was exotically mustachioed, according to most reports. And this is my new favorite compliment for people. Exotically mustachioed. Well, that means there's a mustache on there. Yeah, 100%. An exotic mustache. Would you say that Hitler was exotically mustachioed? No, no. I I don't know anyone else has ever had that mustache. Mm -hmm. It was exotic. exotic. Sorry. I mean, I don't like it either. I don't like it either, but I think you're right. Um, In my opinion, his mustache was okay. I'm going to show you. Was it exotic? I'm going to show you guys. (laughs) No, not Hitler. Hitler's mustache was okay, Alicia? (laughs) No, no, no. This guy that I'm about to show you. My ex-wife was exotically mustachioed. (laughs) Oh, there's... I see it. no. It was okay. No. No. What? What? No, like There's it's nothing not in the middle. No, that's like, don't zoom I'm... in on it. It's worse. <laughs> no, but what I mean by okay was it doesn't earn the title exotically mustachioed. Like this is an average mustache. Oh, okay, look at his. It's face. not it's average. Like... It's awful. It is <laughs> disgusting. Me, it is like when you picture an 1800s creep. That is what you see. That's gross. In the 1800s, everyone's gross and everyone's a creep, but this guy is a creep among creeps. Yes. You gotta share a picture of that guy. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Twisted and Uncorked will be right back. 
If you prefer not to listen to ad breaks, head on over to patreon.com slash twisted and uncorked for more information on receiving ad-free episodes. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, yeah, that's how he was referred. Um, his name was Ward Sitton Blackburn. Yes, that's right. He took her last name. He was proclaimed. <laughs> he was proclaimed. That's fine, but odd, you know, just one odd thing on top of another. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in the 1800s, for sure. That's what makes this yeah. a cult, man. This is all very confusing. He was referred to as the North Star of the World, whatever the fuck that means. Mm. And from what I read, he was in his 20s when she was in her 40s. That's even weirder. That guy we just saw was in his 20s, you know? <laughs> That's I true. He like looks 40s. much older. <laughs> yeah, it's the balding mustache, right? He yeah. had, I just can't get over how creepy he, he had what Hitler didn't have. <laughs> Maybe he had a good ass. We couldn't tell because he's sitting in the picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hitler had the opposite of his mustache. That's that's right. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so that same year, Ruth married a younger man as well, eighteen-year-old Samuel Rizzo. He. She would hyphenate her last name, hence my introduction at the beginning of the episode. But he would later disappear from the cult along with three other members. From the cult or from existence? From existence. And Mm. that is still unsolved to this day. Mm. This is the 18-year-old husband that disappeared? Yes, along with three other members of the cult. Don't know their names. Apparently they're not important enough to be mentioned in this newspaper article. There was a cult recently, Love, uh, what is it? Love is, Love has won, I think. <gasps> That's uh, the one yes. I was going to, one of the three that I was thinking about doing. Yeah. yeah. Really fascinating cult. But anyway, they, they had members, and this is recent history, like a few years mm-hmm. ago, they had members that have yet to be found as well. Yeah. And like, and they she was like had, mummified for like 30 yeah, years. Yeah, they had her leader mummified. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Ward, our North Star of the world, was Mm. instructed to lead cult members to build cabins on the donated property that would be where members lived, awaiting the return of Christ and when this book was published. They also constructed a temple on the property, featuring a very elaborate gilded throne that was reserved for Christ's return. Cult members So they just believe in God. Yeah. You know, well, you in the end of the world, in the rapture, and just, blah, 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 blah. yeah. You don't have to be in a specific community to wait for Christ. He's coming back, whether or not you're living in these yeah. cabins or not. Just you don't exactly. have to say 11, 11 times. Cult members residing on the property were compelled to work at a nearby tomato picking house 
and turn their pay over to the Blackburns. It is really sad, and as we see in many cults and kind of how we've discussed today, the members have nothing without the group, usually. Right. They're isolated to the point to that point on purpose, and it makes it impossible to leave. They're just yep. there to support and wait for whatever their leader has promised them. Yep. And, and sometimes um, they don't even believe the cult anymore. Their life They're and social structure is just so yeah. tied up with it. Yeah. yeah. It's like a messy divorce. How do you get out of Ugh. it? Yep. Reports state that in the evenings, members gathered for rituals in a natural amphitheater on the property. They wore long purple robes, sacrificed mules, referring to them as Why? the jaws of death. Um, what? The mules? Yeah, they referred to the mules as the jaws of death. It's not clear why. According to okay. some witnesses, mostly park rangers in the neighborhood or in the area that they were living in, they danced in the nude following these rituals as, you know, well, that's oh, the ending of all good rituals, baby. really. Yeah. yeah. Is it a ritual if you're not dancing nude? It's true. It's true. Now, if all of this isn't bizarre enough, the cult had strange practices for curing ailments among its members. It was alleged that one cult member, Frances Turner, 30, was placed in a hot brick oven in order to cure her blood malady. And the type of blood disorder that she had wasn't cured from my, or sorry, wasn't clear from my research. But unfortunately, she did end up dying as a result of being placed in Duh. a hot oven. Yeah, so weird. Say, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. And and again, the manipulation behind cult members—they convince people to do the strangest things. Like even in the 1920s, would you sit in a hot oven? Right. Well, I was gonna say when you said weird medicine, I was like weirder than it already was. But no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. it got weirder. Just and here to make it weird, you, guys. You mentioned the manipulation. Those cult leaders also will take no responsibility for the 100%. death of yeah. that person. Oh, yeah. never. Exactly. Uh, we say allegedly because when everything came to a head, there was no physical proof anywhere of this particular member, and all of this was just other members testifying. Mm. Ruth's husband, Samuel, was said to have physically beat her on occasion prior to his mysterious disappearance. And many people believe that he, along with the other missing members, were killed via poisoning before being buried somewhere in the valley for their bad behaviors or misconduct against the women. On New Year's Day, 1925, a 16-year-old named Willa Rhodes, she was deemed a princess in the group, died from a severe infection as a result of a toothache. Her fuck? and her parents were members of the Blackburn group, and we know that they didn't have any real medical practices, based on everything that I've said. And it was the 1920s, so if a toothache were to go untreated and become a very severe infection, it's not surprised that she passed away from it, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about a very recent tooth infection that oh, ended in death. So. Go away. No, that wasn't recent. That was like ep- our bonus episode for like our first I'm saying year podcast. It recently happened. Oh. It was in like 2017. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um he went crazy, guys. Go check that out he on did. Patreon. It's unsettling. When later questioned, the Blackburns claimed that a healing ceremony was held for the girl, but that's it. There was no medical intervention Good. to save her. 
You we don't need the medical intervention, Alicia. When you they can have be the healing pla- ceremony. Well, they can be placed in a hot brick oven, too. So, I mean, the possibilities are endless. I endless. hope they at least stuck some, like, Drinks pizzas and in silver. there or something to, like, you know, well, just because, like, why waste a hot uh, oven when on just a body? You can place some food in there, Maybe. too. Maybe. You could arguably get rid of the disease in the hot oven and make yourself a solid dinner at the same time. Or you could get rid of the disease by eating it. Oh, God. (laughs) I I know, Sierra's right. (laughs) Let's just go there. Why, Sierra? (laughs) I mean, why put someone in an oven? That's where you cook things. To eat them. To eat them. Maybe that's why there's no evidence of her. Maybe they ate these people. We don't know. <laughs> Gross. This is all speculation, guys. May Blackburn assured the grieving parents that Willa would be resurrected back to life after, which is the definition of resurrected, but I just needed to put it how the newspaper did. 12, um, 1,260 days after the book was published. All they needed to do was preserve her body for the event. The deceased girl's body was immediately placed in a bathtub to be preserved with ice, spices, and salt. For 1,260 days? I don't think that's going to last. That's at least three years. I don't think that's going to last. No. Also, I hate how... I dislike how all of these people who are like, oh, they're going to be resurrected still think that you need the same body? If there is some sort of magic that makes you come back, do you really think you need that some same body? Like, yeah, you don't think the magic gross. will give them a new body? Yeah, that one's going to be disgusting. No, well, <laughs> who are they going to get the new body from, smarty pants? I, magic! They're just going to be know? a ghost. It's a going spirit, to form. Uh, a something. You know, with the body, it's like... You got to keep that body preserved because you know what you're getting. If you leave it to chance to get a new body, you don't know what you're going to get. It's true. You know? Like uh, the the cults with your uh, spirit animal lady. She's allegedly resurrected, right? Oh, yeah. She was like the Queen of England at one point. Yeah, exactly. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, but who hasn't been the Queen of England? <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's why that uh, monarch is so fucked up, because so many different people have been controlling it. <laughs> Fourteen months later, when the girl's parents moved back to Los Angeles into a home in the Venice area, they brought Willa's preserved, ba- bleh, preserved body back with them and placed it in a metal coffin beneath the floor of their house. Adjacent to the coffin was another coffin with trigger warning seven sacrificed bodies of puppies no. what the fuck yeah now i'm upset why yeah, i'm upset too trust me are they the jaws of death too no they're said to represent the seven trumpets of the angel of gabriel that was supposed to be their book right yeah it's not clear why they left the the group area like where they were living on this property or how they were able to leave but given these actions it's clear that they still believed that their daughter would be resurrected by 1929 clifford dabney the man who had invested most of the money and the land as well as some other blackburn followers lost patience with waiting for the completion of this book 
and the promised apocalyptic events that would prove their souls worthy of going to heaven. And they filed charges of fraud and theft against the Blackburns for roughly $200,000 or about $3.5 million today. I think this is the only case I've ever heard this happening in a cult. Where they're like, like finally the cult members come to their yeah, senses. Yeah, where they're like, fuck this oh, shit. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That doesn't happen. Well, if you have like a deadline for writing this book and everything coming to a head and that deadline passes and they're still like, what's going on? Well, here's mm. Cult Leader 101 for anyone looking to be a cult leader out there. <laughs> Nick's you, next book. You keep the deadline vague. You don't put a real deadline on it. That's what got um, Charles Manson in trouble because mm-hmm. he needed to make the race wars happen because they were because t- everyone was getting impatient with the deadline that he gave. Hundred percent. Yeah, there's a million examples like that. I like that you referred to that as a cult leader because so many other podcasts cover him as a serial killer. You know what's really fucking mm. scary? Tell me. At the end of every episode, I do an on this day. Yeah. And my on this day today is Sharon Tate's birthday. Stop oh. it. Actually. I'm not kidding. Yes. Oh, no. That's terrifying. So creepy. That's why we're being haunted on Zoom. As allegations also emerged of the unreported deaths and disappearances of some of the members, police expanded their interest, leading to the discovery of the mummified body of Willa Rhodes beneath her parents' home. It could not be determined that Willa had died from anything more sinister other than the pain in her tooth. Um, In other words, it wasn't murder. It was just clearly neglect. The police were unable to uncover any viable evidence regarding the disappearance of the other four cult members, um, as well as any physical evidence of the death of Frances Turner. These women were good at covering their tracks. Mm. I hate stories about teeth because it's totally going to be me. I hate the dentist. Why? I'm going to die from a toothache. Oh, I'm going to die from neglecting my toothache. That's my. Well, Sierra, you said that a year and a half ago when you did that episode, and you're still doing okay. So, nevertheless, on March second, nineteen thirty, May was convicted on eight counts. Sorry, of on eight of fifteen counts of grand theft. She remained out of jail on bail pending pending appeals. In late 1930, the trial began and lasted six weeks before the jury found her guilty. So this is grand theft for just stealing people's time and money? Yeah. It's not even like the murder part. Or the neglect part or the making people disappear part. That'd be manslaughter, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't think she was charged with that, it sounds like. She was not. Mm-hmm. However, in 1931, the California Supreme Court threw out her conviction, ruling that the evidence used against her, although clearly demonstrating unconventional and even possibly offensive religious practices, failed to establish that she did not sincerely believe in her pronouncements and promises and that she did not take money from followers in good faith. Furthermore, the high court ruled that the victims appeared to be of sound mind when they willingly accepted May's teachings, and at worst, the victims suffered from their own bad judgment. And I wrote in my notes, harsh, sir. Yeah. (laughs) Goodness. So that's what you were talking about earlier, where it was like, if she's punished for this, but it's like, they're basically saying, like, 
you shouldn't they're believe that blaming. shit. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. Like, where do you draw that line between exactly. the responsibility of each individual person and the manipulation that, you know, a leader does? That's a, that's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the court cautioned that the approach used to prosecute the specific charges in the May Blackburn case was a dangerous encroachment on religious freedom as protected under the U.S. Constitution. As a result, Blackburn was exonerated. But the publicity and the scandal surrounding her case took away pretty much all credibility that she had with her remaining following, and that also began to dwindle. She was, however, later imprisoned for the money that she took from Clifford Dabney, as he never was given what he was promised and filed another lawsuit against her. According to the Supreme Court. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. According to the Supreme Court of California, quote, the issue concerning the guilt or innocent of the defendant of the crime of grand larceny and obtaining upon the question of good faith and actual belief of the defendant in the truth of the representation made to Dabney and in which Dabney to pay over the money. There was a substantial evidence in favor of the prosecution, but there was also a substantial evidence in favor of the defendant upon that issue. End quote. Which to me sounds like a really fancy, long-winded, pointless way of saying that they were both kind of wrong in this situation and that there's no crime here and y'all are wasting my time. (laughs) Everyone's an asshole. This also leaned into my into the Religious Beliefs Freedom Act, which I mentioned earlier, and the court implied that mentally healthy, quote-unquote, people are responsible for their decisions to associate with themselves with religious orders and chimerical delusions. All of that said, she avoided charges hmm. once again. Goodness. So, did, so she never got in trouble ever, right? Her whole life? Nope. She just lost her entire following. It's yeah. very possible that she believed that all of this was to come, but I think that she was just a really good scam artist and her daughter was just as bad as she was. Ruth, as I'm sure you have noticed, received no punishment for her involvement in this as everyone was done, sorry, as everything was done at the order of her mother and in her name. In 1936, May Blackburn finally published the book titled The Origin of God. So neither of the titles we originally discovered. No seals? Super weird. No form of Armageddon ensued after it was published. So bizarre. Hmm. There was also no treasure. Also weird. What year did she say? Uh, This was in 1936. Well, there was World War Two in the forties. So. That's true, but this—I <laughs> mean—they already lived through World War One. So, I mean, um, she died in Los Angeles in 1951. Any cult, any remaining cult members are said to now reside in the Lake Tahoe area, and they haven't been seen or heard from since May's death. So it's really up to speculation as to whether anyone still believes oh in their goodness. teachings. And that is the Blackburn cult. It's a wild thought that there could still be people out there yeah. living on that uh, land that are practicing those beliefs. 100%. Crazy, though, right? They had yeah. to have joined another cult by now. I Well, probably. <laughs> I mean, they're like sheep. They're going to follow wherever yeah. they can. So. 
or they yeah, just it elected a new leader, you know? And that wasn't Maybe. clear either. But what frustrated me was how vague, well, because it's such an old cult and it wasn't a very popular one, I had limited newspaper articles to choose from here, but I hope you both enjoyed it. It was very wild. interesting. It would have been way better if it was a black bird cult, but it's <laughs> fine. True. Uh, do you want to see a final photo of the mother-daughter duo here please, before you tell please. us what day it is? Oh. Oh, man. Right? Jay and Ruth. <laughs> and, you know, I only know... The only thing I know about this cult is what you've told me today, so I could be wrong, but my He's impression is that... He's going to go fact-check, that... guys, and send me a scathing email later. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not that, but just that, like... <laughs> My my impression currently is that this was a scam from the beginning. I there agree. There was no yeah, 100% a scam. belief system. Yeah. I agree. I think that because they, didn't they weren't even believe it themselves. It, they weren't mm-hmm. making it big in Hollywood in the movie industry, so they're like this is how we're going to get our big mm-hmm. riches. I yeah. agree. Yep. Big riches for some big bitches, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh thank you again for being here. And before we roll on out of here, Sierra, what day is it today? Today is January 24th. And on this day in 1943, Sharon Tate was born in Dallas, Texas as an army brat. Unfortunately, Mm. Sharon Tate is most well known nowadays as a murder victim of the Manson family. But she was much more than that. Having moved around a lot with her parents as a kid, she was described as not having many long-term friends, shy, and and lacking in self-confidence. But by the 1960s, she began taking a a few small roles in TV series and then movies and magazine covers as a model. Eventually, she received positive reviews for her comedy and drama acting, and according to Wikipedia, quote, Tate was hailed as one of Hollywood's most promising newcomers. Newcomers. End quote. Sorry. It is so... (laughs) It is so tragic. (laughs) Oh, God. We're terrible. This is... I'm trying (laughs) to be serious. No cucumbers, Nick. God. It is so tragic that her life was cut short by such a selfish and incomprehensible act, but I'd like us to remember her as the shy little girl who faced her fears and made it big, even if it only lasted a short while. Sharon Tate was killed on August 9th, 1969. May she rest in peace. 100% may she rest in peace. Another big thank you to our friend Nick for coming to hang out with us for this week's episode. Nick, do you mm-hmm. want to tell the Twisted Humans where they can find you if they've been living under a rock all this time? Yeah, if you're living under a rock, um, let me know how that's going. Um, <laughs> if there's any space down there. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, my show is called Tennis Podcast, and that's the number 10 and then ISH. We cover top 10 lists. You've probably heard that by now. But um, we have over 200 episodes and counting. So I hope you will come listen. We are on every podcast app. We're on TennisPod.com. Some recent episodes we've done are the top 10 most streamed songs on Spotify from the 2000s. That was a good episode, even though I was screaming at Dr. Buster for his lack of knowledge (laughs) in Eminem. It's fine. Uh, I find myself screaming at Dr. Buster often as well, (laughs) on and off air. Um, We did the top 10 most critically acclaimed video games, the top 10 biggest presidential scandals, the top 10 most venomous spiders. I'll stop there. But uh, we've 
we do a lot of true crime stuff as well, some conspiracy stuff, some paranormal, uh, as well as pop culture, history, that sort of thing. So we have top 10 lists in pretty much everything. So come check us out. It's a great show. Sierra and I are longtime listeners before we were ever podcast hosts. So go and check them out. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Start with episode 169. (laughs) Yes, that's ours. (laughs) Exactly. But yes, thank you so much again. So go and check out Tennis Podcast, and we will see you guys next week for Sierra's last episode of our categories before we move into our special topics voted on by you guys. And in the meantime, keep keep it it twisted. twisted. Thank you for listening to Twisted and Uncorked Podcast. Remember to leave a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening now. It really is the best way to spread the word. You can also check out all of our sources and materials, as well as photos for the episode, on our website at twistedanduncorked.com. And you can follow us on social media at twistedanduncorked or twisted underscore pod on Twitter. Thank you so much for all of your love and support, and we will see you next Tuesday for a brand new episode. Cheers! Cheers!